0: Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti and this is episode 193 of Yoga Land. Hello. Hello. Okay, this is our last episode for this week yes. of our little home practice mini series. Yep. And so today I thought it would be fun to talk about what Jason recommends we do for a if we only have 10 minutes to practice, if we only have 20 minutes to practice. And if we only have 30 minutes to practice,
1: right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is like a quiz, (laughs) like a quiz show.
0: It is. You're Um, being graded.
1: Okay. So I'm going to say something that is probably the most ridiculously obvious thing, knowing that most people, including myself, overlook obvious things. So if you have a really short period of time to do a practice, You don't want to try to do a lot of things.
0: No, you do. You got to shove as many things in as you possibly can. So
1: this is what everyone's going to (laughs) think, right? We've talked about this the other day, is that ultimately you want to have a balanced practice. And what we have to know is that we have internalized, for good reason, a lot of positive messages as being a yoga student from our classes. But sometimes we will take those and hold on to them out of context. So yoga teachers often talk about balance and facilitating balance, but that doesn't mean that every single time you ever do a yoga practice, it has to have perfect balance or symmetry. Okay. Right. So what you want to have is you want to have some balanced overall experience throughout the course of your week.
0: Okay. I'm going to interrupt you because you remember you love metaphors. That's why I'm interrupting you. So here's the metaphor. When you first introduce solid foods to your baby, you kind of freak out because your baby loves eggs, but like won't eat a single vegetable or your baby loves toast, but won't eat a single protein, et cetera, et cetera. And your doctor says to you, don't worry about every single day getting your baby to eat from every food group. Try to look for over the course of a week that they've touched all the categories.
1: Exactly. So this is a place that admittedly, as a yoga teacher and as a yoga practitioner, we can be a little overly neurotic, right? And we can start to think like, oh, well, if I only have 10 minutes, I have to do something for the shoulders and I have to do something for the spine and I have to do something for the hips and I have to do a strength and I have to do an opener. And there's nothing totally wrong with that. But a lot of times what will happen in our daily life is we feel rushed. We're going from plate, maybe not so much while we're filming this, while we're in quarantine, right? But I think that so many people are so overloaded trying to do so many things that if you make your yoga practice that way, it's not going to actually feel like a yoga practice. True. So when you're working with a short increment of time, you probably will get much deeper. You'll get much more practice by doing fewer things for a longer period of time. This would be a huge example, right? No one's going to do down dog for 10 minutes. Like almost no one could possibly do down dog for 10 minutes. But if somehow you did one down dog for 10 minutes, that is going to have a bigger, more intense effect on your body and mind than doing one down dog, one shoulder opener, one hip opener, and so on, right? So you just kind of have to let yourself say, look, if I'm going to practice for a short period of time, it's a snack. Mm -hmm. And a snack doesn't have to be some like perfectly balanced thing. Make sense? Yep. So that's the first thing. If you're practicing for a short period of time, pick something that you genuinely want to do. Do it longer and do something else that is similar to that. So don't try to draw from too many different things. Keep it really simple. Fewer poses for a longer increment. Focus primarily on what you genuinely want to do because that thing that you want to do is likely to have a good effect. Right. Okay? Now, if you're going to start to scale it up a little bit longer, so if you go from now 10 minutes to 20 minutes, I would say use that same starter recipe, right? a thing or two or three or four that you can sustain for a longer period of time and then start to add some salutations. Oh yeah, okay. Right? So let's, let, me, let me be like really concrete. Let me say I have 10 minutes and I've been on the phone all day. I've been in my devices, I've been writing and I think to myself, I need to open my back and I need to release the tension in my shoulders and neck. In those 10 minutes, don't think also, oh my God, I need to do everything else. Just do 10 minutes of a few poses that are going to release excess tension in the shoulders, neck, upper back. Now, you have 20 minutes. Do the same thing that you were going to do in that five minute increment, but then start to do whole body movement.
0: Would you do the whole body movement first or do the... Targeted
1: movement. I think you can really do either. Uh We kind of have to think about more nuanced approaches to sequencing when we're in a public class or when we're scaling something out for a 60 minute thing or a 90 minute thing. But what I'm thinking of in the context that we're discussing is that people are using their yoga practice to immediately address a mental, physical, or emotional need. So you just start immediately with that need.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And don't feel crazy. Like if I (laughs) do an upper back opener, then am I going to create imbalance? No. Right. You're going to knock the rust off the part of the body that you need to knock the rust off. You're going to give yourself a little mental break because you're not going to be neurotic thinking I have to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then I would say if you then scale that up to a 10 minute thing, excuse me. Right. An additional 10 minutes. Then let's just make it simple. Let's say you start with the same thing. You start with that same 10-minute, this is what I need neck to deal and shoulders. with We're now. We're
0: going to s- just say our examples, neck and shoulders. Neck
1: and shoulders. Then expand it to whole body stuff. But like really simple whole body stuff like sun salutations. Mm-hmm. Like simple low lunge salutations or simple high lunge salutations, which are going to be much more complete than a typical serene namaskar A. So if if people listening know the language of the different styles of sun salutations, I would strongly encourage if you have a limited time, I would strongly encourage the lunge based salutations as opposed to the jump back, jump forward salutations. The reason being is that in the step back, step forward, lunge based salutations, you address the anterior part of the hip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so you get the hip opening, you get the quad opening. It's not that Surya Namaskar A and jumping back and forth isn't hugely valuable. It's that it's a more complete set of movements to do the step back, step forward work as opposed to the jump back, jump forward work. Yeah. Right. So then we really have in this situation in the 20 minute thing, we have the two targets. We have the shoulders, neck, upper back. We have that primary thing we're really wanting to dial into. And then we have one simple set of whole body movements built into a sun salutation. The other thing that I would say when it comes to giving people just general advice about sun salutations is if you're not a teacher and you, and you don't exactly remember like, wait, when do I inhale? When do I exhale? How many breaths here? How many breaths there? I can promise you it doesn't matter. Just move and breathe. Okay. Like, if you're making your, your homemade meal, you don't have to have like perfect knife skills. You just do your best and that movement and that attention and that care and that breathing is going to be really nice.
0: Yep, it makes a difference.
1: Right? So I would keep it that simple. I would think we have a targeted thing and then we have 10 minutes of more or less sun salutations, okay? Now, you can, of course, in that additional 10 minutes, so we're still talking about that 20-minute increment, you can, of course, end that with seated meditation. You could end that with legs up the wall. You could end that with shavasana. For me, in this phase of our lives, where I'm really focused on movement and robustness, if I'm only practicing for 20 minutes, I'm probably going to move my body that entire time. So I'm not dissuading anyone from doing meditation or any of those kind of softer, quieter things, if that is your impulse, right. but right now, that's not as much my personal impulse, right? Yes. Now, let's say we're going to add 30 minutes. You're going to add 10 minutes. So now it's a 30 minute practice. Okay. Now I start to think, we are thinking about how to do a whole body thing, right? right? So now what we can start to say is, Okay, well, now to do some forward bending, some hip opening, some back bending, now we're not trying to stuff everything in. In 10 minutes, you're probably trying to stuff everything in. But 30 minutes? It's a
0: really nice amount of time.
1: It's a really nice amount of time. And I'll tell you, because the first thing that I taught for many years was 90 minutes, right? I only, as a teacher, thought in 90 minutes, right? Right. And I used to think, like, if I'm going to teach anything, it's got to be a 90 minute class. Like I got to have 78 minutes to prepare for that one pose. Right. So I'm not saying that everyone should like have shorter, quicker practices. That's not what I'm trying to feed into. But being practical and realistic, if you're doing a home practice that is a 30 minute increment, that's kind of self led, self directed, you, you actually do have time to have your focal point. Right. Shoulder, neck, upper back, your whole body movements, your sun salutation, your sun salutation kind of derivatives. But then you can also start to think to yourself okay, let's pull in two hip openers, two twists, two back bends, and one simple restorative leg up the wall. So I was kind of talking about this the other day. At this point, we kind of have this basic composition model of beginning, middle, and end. The beginning would be the thing that you're focused on. The middle would be that whole body breath and movement, those flows, salutations. You might even sneak in some standing poses here and there. And then those final 10 minutes would really be what haven't I addressed today, right? So if my focal point is shoulders, neck, upper back, and then my salutations, I did a little bit of everything. In those final 10 minutes, you might think to yourself, you know what? There's a couple of things I haven't really done. I didn't do any twists earlier, so I'm gonna do a couple of seated twists. Mm-hmm. I didn't do an inversion, and you know, I really like headstand or shoulder stand, so I'm gonna put that in. So that that 10 minutes can almost be like the accessories or the garnishes or those side dishes. The other thing is, and this kind of final thing I'll say is like. If you have made it to minute 20, listen to what your body's telling you. You know what I mean? Like if you want to keep moving, keep moving. If you think to yourself, man, I feel great. I want to try a couple of arm balances. Let's get upside down. Let's work some arm balances. Do it. If you want to lean in and kind of work into some backbends, do it. Or if you think to yourself, man, now that I've done this movement, I actually realize I'm tired. I'm depleted. I'm emotional. My hips are tight. I'm cranky then lay down.
0: Yeah.
1: Cry into a bolster. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do a long child's pose. Do a a seated forward bend. Do a hip opener or two or or lay on your back. Take happy baby pose. Take a long shavasana, you know? So if if you've made it through those first 20 minutes, your body's probably giving you a lot of feedback. And remember, we've already busted the myth that your home practice is going to have the same look and feel as a, led class, mm-hmm. you know? And so just let yourself respond to what's actually happening with your body in the present moment mm-hmm. and listen to it.
0: Last question, because I know people will, are, are wondering out there, how long of a Shavasana for, should people set aside for a 30 minute practice at home?
1: Exactly three minutes and 24 seconds. Perfect. Because that's the only way. Shavasana at home. I was on Lizzie Lassiter's podcast a long time ago, okay. and you know Lizzie and Judith—they're such amazing proponents, such profoundly skillful proponents of restorative
0: practice and,
1: yeah. and shavasana. And Lizzie asked me this question, and I was just like, "I don't really do shavasana at home." And she was like, "Oh," and I said, "No, no, no, wait, 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 Lizzie. Uh, okay." Uh, And then I kind of talked through it. I usually do seated meditation instead of Shavasana at home. Shavasana is the hardest thing for me to do at home. It's not hard for me to work intensely. The moment I start doing a Shavasana, it's really hard. My mind just starts to chomp on the next thing. So I would say that is a very subjective thing, but it's probably a good idea to have a few minutes, okay. Yeah, I a few minutes.
0: I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. You are a radical man. It's a, maybe do a shavasana. or shavasana.
1: I, I would say Even I, if
0: it's hard, do your shavasana.
1: I'm gonna give people. Not is- I'm yeah. gonna give people three what I think are good options. Okay, to close practice shavasana. Let's say somewhere between three and five minutes. I'm mm-hmm. gonna Se- say two to three. All right. Seated meditation. Somewhere between two and five minutes, or legs up the wall, Viporita crani somewhere, somewhere in that vicinity. Yeah, you want to take the pot off the boil.
0: Yes, you do for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: We just talk about food. Maybe next yeah, week. Next week, we're going we'll, to take this camera into our kitchen.
0: <laughs> okay, sounds
1: good. And we'll make uh, make some, some almond fun. flour pancakes or something.
0: All right. Okay. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Please don't forget to hit subscribe, leave your comments for us if you are listening on or watching on YouTube, and if you are listening on wherever you get your podcasts, feel free to leave a five-star rating and review. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.